Spitfire Save the Matches is an unmatched group of great minds who don't always think alike, and that's okay. Seeing our differences and working through them allows us to grow and thrive as a collective. Yes, yes. This show, we have Buddha Chief on the show. Stick and stay. Don't go nowhere. Spitfire Save the Matches is on your radio and podcast. Shine, son. I'm a king. I will rebuild the prince of you. Frank Mix status. Do it for the prince of you. Black people unite and less all your debt. Black people unite and less all your debt. Black people unite. 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 Black and it takes one mindset instilled in two men To mend the blend together what? Crack ties shattered One of the many reasons we say black lives matter If you don't understand his context and clarity In case you can't fathom blatant racial disparity Don't need handouts or any form of charity Need a resurgence of black solidarity And black on black crime you know we gotta stop My beliefs started with war on drugs and hip hop Let's do the right thing, let's murder for wrong things What if King Vaughn heard of her Vaughn King? And aunties, indigenous, the villages eating under palm trees. Pose family photos, post I tag you. Unify movements, locks and dips at battle, what have you. Like when Mike plays capes on James Brown. Before taking the life, we could fight round for round. Or voice our differences like men having sit down. That OG voice. No burners to kill, only burgers to grill. Let them argue if it go any further than chill. My moms know your pops, how am I your I? Went to the same junior high, I live right up the block. Told my right hand man. Leave my cousin alone She's a teenager Even though she look grown Uncle came home After doing a stretch Looking like The 9-5 version of Tretch Deeper the roots Stronger the family tree Call me the chief Turning over new leaves What's beef? Beef is an insanity plea When house target filled Leave the name on the lease To say the least We out here doing the most The more relative distance Should make us close Feel the vibe Vibrate to the sound On the same frequency Tune in Crowd around Black So yeah, your music, you have really good positive music for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I and I and I always say to people like if I'm known for a record, what they say like a one hit wonder, I would like it for, for that to be the record. Like I got other music, but this one right here is bigger than me. So yeah. for it to impact you like that and for it's it to like, give you that feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and I feel the same way for it, like the, the funny thing about that record, right? I had the producer make that, make the, the beat and the, the whole concept. And I was giving it to some of my other friends. I wasn't really recording at this particular time, but nobody was moving on right into the record. So it just got to the point where like, I usually get like writing spurts and I just get like a writing bug and a creative bug and I just go crazy. And I started writing to it. And I'm like, when I recorded it and everything, I said, you know what, I'm keeping this for myself. And it worked out. It worked out like it was meant for me to really um, do this record in conjunction with the docu-series that I'm doing and the stuff that I'm doing in the community because it all aligns under my purpose and everything. So when I'm talking like that on a record, it's like people would expect that from me because I've been in the community and I know what it's like to see the violence and engage in certain activities, but making a conscious decision that we're not meant to be killing each other or acting in a certain manner. So no. what I embody is supported within the message of the record. So people will receive it well from me. I don't think an artist that's already out, depending on the type of artist that you are, it would not be received right. But for a new artist to come into the game, 
with this type of message and resurging that energy, I think it's going to land very well on the masses. I, I pray it does because you, you're hitting two target audiences here. I'm 51, okay? So I came up with the positivity music. So a person like me is like, you are a breath of fresh air to somebody like me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh my God, this is what we've been waiting for. But the young people, this is what they need. So your purpose is twofold. And the reason why your album didn't work with anybody else, that was your baby. You birthed that baby for yourself. That's for you to raise and for you to bring to fruition. So I think everything worked out the way it was supposed to with the album because it is great. And who like you were saying something about who did your music. I was just uh, telling Deep Poise, I'm like, oh, wow, whoever did the music, like this is just like a match made in heaven. Seriously, everything... Like a lot of times you'll hear a song and the lyrics can be sound, but then you'll be like, man, that would sound so much better if they, or why didn't they do your, it is spot on. It is spot Thank you. on. Thank you. And shout You're out, welcome. shout out to Thanos. Shout out to Thanos Beats. I've been working with him for about several years now. And every concept that I, we collaborate on, he he nails it. He nails it to the T. And I think this one is, is a record that, you know, we're very prideful about. Now you grew up in in in, in, in where, where, where exactly Brooklyn? No, Brooklyn. Bed Stuy, Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. Bed Stuy, No disrespect. No disrespect. Bed Stuy, Brooklyn. And I also got to shout out Flatbush because from '91 to '98, um, I lived in Flatbush as well, and that's a that was a key point in my life as well. So you know, people often hear me shout out Bed Stuy. You know, I'm 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 a Brooklyn baby. You know what I'm saying? So I've been in all neighborhoods, but as far as like from birth, I was taken to Lafayette Avenue. And you know, my family still lives there on Lafayette Avenue. And actually the murals that I curated in the neighborhood is on the same block that I was born and raised. So, you know, but I also got to give tribute to, to, to Flatbush as a part of my upbringing. You said awesome. the mural, is that, is that the BDK mural or something like that? Yeah, one of one of the one of the murals is of Big Daddy Kane, and it's actually on the building where he was actually raised at, where he was born, where he was raised. So come to find out, when he came to see the mural and signed it, he let us know that he was born in the building on Lafayette and Marcus Garvey, which is the first building on the block, and then he moved to Lafayette and Lewis, where he was actually raised. So I didn't, I didn't know. Like I always thought that he was from that one particular building, but he was born on the same block, but then just moved to another end of the block. So, so I'm from. Oh God, I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying I'm from. I'm I'm born and raised on the same block as Big Daddy Kane. Oh, that's awesome. So I, I was just going to say, for the longest, when I was younger, I thought I know that Bed Stuy stands for Bedford Stuyvesant, correct? Yes. But I thought it was just like a big apartment complex. I didn't know it was an actual city. I was like, oh, that's an apartment complex, but it's like a whole area, yes? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a community. It's a community. But you know, we we we're, we're big, we're big at all. Like like Bed Stuy can be a state. <laughs> yeah, okay. but it's a it's a community. So we're in between like um Bushwick, Crown Heights, uh Williamsburg. And also, um, you know, due to gentrification, it's like they changing the neighborhoods and stuff like that. But in Clinton Hills, you know, but they're trying to like cookie cut different blocks and communities and trying to re rename it and rezone it and stuff like that. But uh, Best Style is is, is 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 just big at heart. Now, have they changed it there? Like, because you mentioned gentrification and it's like places that, you know, I have friends that came from New York to come here to go high, to high school and they live here still. And um, one of my friends, she said, you would not make it in New York. She said, because you smile and you're going to be looking around, looking up at the skyscrapers and you're going to get robbed immediately. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. But then watching these programs on television and I see like freaking Jamba Juice and Starbucks and Whole Foods. And so, like, is it still dangerous there or is it like, you know, people out there walking tiny dogs like our dog? Like what? How, how are they doing this gentrification everywhere or is it just certain places? Um, it's pretty much everywhere now, but it's also everything that you just named because even with the gentrification, 
I'm gonna tell you a prime example, right? This is at my mother's house. So, talking about gentrification, somebody was drunk, so drunk that they thought that they was going into their household. Hmm. The key wasn't working in the gate and everything. And here they are, so drunk that they're trying to break the gate to get into my mother's house and, and they're on camera. And they've been tra- oh, they were wow. trying to do this for like a good 10 minutes. So when you talk about gentrification, different nationalities and ethnicity backgrounds and stuff like that, you know, normally that wouldn't have had happened. You know what I'm saying? And this was someone of a different race that's doing this. And this, this is not your property. So make a long story short, my mom ended up talking to the landlord over there and the landlord had to replace, fix the gate and everything. So we also deal with people with these little dogs like you're talking about. In front of the house, we have like a a, 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 um, a flower garden. It's like a guardrail where they got the tree. And they, my mom, she's very into beautification, like putting the plants and everything outside the front of the house. They lift their dogs up and let their dogs go inside the flower bed and all that kind of stuff. And then when you say something, they feel entitled that their dog should be able to go right there in front of the house and all that kind of stuff. No, it doesn't work like that. So you know, we, we we deal with we deal with like different we clash with different um morals and principles in some areas, but that's one of the reasons why I'm doing the murals to preserve the culture, you know what I'm saying, and beautify the neighborhood and stuff like that. So that's like one of my purposes. But Bed Stuy is everything that you just said plus more. But however, um it's a humane thread there, you know what I'm saying? So like I don't care what race you are next door. If your mom's is struggling up the steps with a shopping cart, I'm not going to watch your mother struggle. If she tripping and falling on the street, I'm not going to just watch your mother tripping and falling and not ask that she okay and help her up, regardless of what race you are. So this is what I want to really project into the neighborhood and exemplify that, that regardless of what race you are, there's a humane thread here. That's so good to hear because, you know, on television and in movies, they always depict New Yorkers as being very cold and very callous people, you know, and then when so they talk about the five boroughs and they just talk about, like, it's kind of like when we were raised learning about Africa, we thought everybody lived in a hut. Well, when we hear about New York, we hear about the cold side or the gentrified, super white Jamba Juice side. And what you're giving us is the humane. <laughs> we have love for people. We're still out here picking old folks up off the sidewalk part, and that's that's important to know. Because <laughs> I would well, like, we to like that to there. each other, though. We, as New Yorkers, we like that to each other. Like we'll we like we can be so like back to the music. Back in the day, there was an essence where you knew who your neighbor was. You know what I'm saying? And it was a it took a village to raise a child. So nowadays, it's like. People don't speak to their neighbors. They don't hold the door. And even if you do hold the door for somebody to come in, they don't even say thank you. You know what I'm saying? So there's a huge disconnection in society overall. Yes. You know, so um Facts. It's, it's it's just weird, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly say like it's not just New Yorkers, it's a huge disconnection all over. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna say, I'm, we have that here. I'm very big on energy and it's a it's a universal energy where we're off tilt and off balance on a universal scale. So this is why I'm making this record and telling we have to get back into our frequency. We start we gotta start vibrating on the same frequency because it, it, it has to happen. You know, you got you got mother and child disputing with each other. You got siblings disputing with each other. It's so much disconnection within our households that we gotta be mindful and conscious of like what's happening here. And it's not just me in my household. Everybody got their own situation going on, but we're not mindful of what's really happening. And it's it's and it's from a divine level. Right. Let me ask you, how did you get into doing uh, hip hop? Where did it begin? So, hip hop has always been like around me. Like I, so I, I was born in '81. You know what I'm saying? Um, and to grow up on the block that I, like I said, Big Daddy Kane, even before Big Daddy Kane, Disco Richie of Divine Sound is also from my block as well. He's from like Lewis between Kosciuszko and Lafayette. I'm from Lafayette, Lewis and Marcus Garvey. You know, and Big Daddy Kane is on Lewis 
between Lafayette and Van Buren. So that hip hop element has always been there. And then even like some of the older guys in my neighborhood, you know, they always been into recording. So I got an older cousin, he was into music. He used to run around with like Nas and he was a big Rock Kim fan. Um, and my older cousin, he's like two years older than me. He was always into hip hop. So he had like the one boom box here and then the other boom box on top of it. And this boom box is playing while the other boom box is recording was being played on the other, you know what I'm saying? So, and he used to also like, and this is when I'm in grade school, like third grade, second grade and all this kind of stuff. And he would like write the raps and he would like memorize it. We gotta get a dance routine. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta say it like this. We gotta do it like this. We gotta dress like this. And we watching videos and all this kind of stuff, and we memorizing songs and everything. And from that element there, and then seeing like the older dudes, and then when I became of age, so I'm like in the seventh grade, I would be watching videos on TV. But then I'll go outside and I'll see Black Moon. Or even younger than that, I'll, I'll go outside and I'll see Big Daddy Kane. So, like, that was a thing for me where it's like when my neighbor had took me to the Black, to uh, Smith & Wesson's Bucktown video shoot. That was the first video that I was in. So once I went to that video shoot and then I went to school and my friends were like, oh, I saw you in the video. It was over for me. I just love that feeling. Like, uh, people, like, saw me on TV, seen me on TV. And from there, it was like, you know, the... The hip hop was just innate in me, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah, that's a lot of history on one block, though. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. On one, on one strip, like that's wild. That's, that's mad wild. Yeah, now it's a lot. It's a lot of. It's a lot of celebrities, you know. That's like walking distance from from where I live. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm, I'm kind of tapped into like most of them and had a, a, a hand in supporting a lot of their careers. Um, but you know, Spike Lee did do the right thing in my neighborhood. Right, now, I, remember right. being in, I remember being in public school, and one of my classmates was actually um, one of the children in 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 do the right thing. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, yeah, Kane was my man too. So yeah, I, I used to walk around like I was Kane there when I was a, when I was a young cat. So that's dope. <laughs> yeah, BDK man. I have two, two two questions. I'm going to shift gears real quick and then I'm going to come back because right now we're well, okay. I'll ask my old school hip hop question now and then I'll shift back to your video. Um, we have kind of a running joke between uh, a friend of mine, Jennifer uh, Jennifer O'Jenny. She's on a rap station. And we've had the pleasure of interviewing Stessa Sonic. Well, we've had everybody but I think Bobby Simmons. So do you Bobby know Daddy-O of Sonic? Do I know who? Daddy-O. I know of Daddy. I know of him, yeah. Okay. Because we joked that there's like six degrees. Love. Yeah, six degrees of Daddy-O or Sonic. Because everybody has some connection to them and, and Bobby Simmons too because Bobby Simmons you know he does his show as well so I had to ask that now back to your video that was a really cool video the one where you all are riding around in the car and then you, they show you in like it's like in a park environment and you're sitting at the table like how long did it take you to shoot the video and like what all did you have to do like did like was it difficult to get like don't you have to get certificates and things to set up in a park to do a video or did y'all just go shoot the video you talking about the um the Budichi video? Yes. Is that the one where they was like actually fighting in the background and then um we was driving around the car in the nighttime? Yeah, we're driving around. Yes. Oh, um, now we didn't we didn't necessarily get any um like permits anything. So the restaurant scene is someone that I know um just asked him like listen I need I need a scene to do a restaurant. So he spoke to he actually was part owner of the restaurant. Shout out to Ty 101. Um, shout out to Ray. Actually, uh, he he let us utilize that for the for the um, restaurant scene. Um, so I actually hired a production team. Shout out to Fred Focus. So Fred Focus, he did video for Pusha T, Dave East. Um, he's been, he's done big uh, Nike campaigns and stuff. So uh, Fred Focus, he got his team together and everything, and he hired 
some um, professional extras, as well as some of the members that are my Buddha Chief members. They came out to partake in the video and stuff. Um, so it was more so, you know, their produ their production team in conjunction with the vision that I had and everything. So I saw like, you know, a fighting scene, a sitting down restaurant scene, um, and they added the element of the driving and all that stuff. So it was a collaborative effort. Um, but no, we didn't use any um, permits. We didn't, we didn't use any permits for that. We're fanning the flames. Spitfire Save the Matches Radio. Oh. God pull, magnetic aura, attracting all the shine, now I'm lit like auroras, moral of it all, I'm a boss, I'm taking orders, they watch how a baller, call me a high scorer, put numbers on the board, with members on my board, flying on board, with a bra from abroad, going overboard, I could have been a drug lord, a chief is more me, debriefed by overlords, watching from a tower, chose power over powder, tinctures, edibles, pounds of flour, in DC. But how is I will end up in the prowler Charged by the hour if I gotta get it the Broward You get my energy, Buddha chief I be praying for my enemies, Buddha chief, Buddha chief Spread the gospel stream, Buddha chief When you do the impossible, it's Buddha chief, Buddha chief. Let me begin with salutations and thank Miss Kim I played the wind, sporting birds was a cardinal sin Many men betray friends, beef start over ends Niggas that write you off and stab you in the heart with a pen I set trends for the record, I recommend Coming clean to get washed the dirt you did back when I'm from that everywhere, niggas press you like you can Hustle here if you ain't got your pipe prepared to fight with your knuckles bare I smell a fair, I thought you'd been the goon You out your element, it's clear the elephants in the room Waiting on money, like I'ma get a settlement soon Married to the game, I'm such an elegant groom Got a household name, I'm relevant on the moon So dope, break my style of measurements with a spoon I could fall off tomorrow and be back in the week On my feet, you're not a hustler, you're chatting your teeth you get my energy, Buddha chief. I be praying for my enemies, Buddha chief, Buddha chief. Spread the gospel, scream Buddha chief. When you do the impossible, it's Buddha chief, Buddha chief. You get my energy, Buddha chief. I be praying for my enemies, Buddha chief, Buddha chief. Spread the gospel, scream Buddha chief. When you do the impossible, it's Buddha chief, Buddha chief. Show me some love, I ain't waiting till February. I need it now, with my flowers like I'm dead and buried. Rumors posthumous, now they saying what I said already. Before I get to heaven, claim my name legendary. Who wants smoke? Here's a tear gas canister. Keep it up with stairs, hands on you like a banister. Place your bets, I pay my debts like a Lannister. All about the Benjis with the face of Ben Banneker. Made some odd thousand grand. Back at Grams of Buddha. You're now listening to Buddha Chief Grands of Buddha. In my heydays, even sold gas to propane. Call me Buddha or Chief, or you could say the whole name. You get my energy, Buddha chief. I be praying for my enemies, Buddha chief, Buddha chief. Spread the gospel, stream Buddha chief. When you do the impossible, it's Buddha chief, Buddha chief. See, I won't say niggas can't fuck with me, but I will say I'm nothing to be fucked with. Nothing. Real estate smoke, four, five, six, at sun. Uh huh. Start talking spice. When I be hollering, what up, money? They say you the brink. Cuban links on my neck, Crocs, shoes, and minks. Player style, crocodile, colors blue and pink. When you started balling, I was all and even through the sink. Fast money made way more than you could think. I was rushing, bargaining, trying to do a chink. Till Dominicans and Macons learning about patience. A millionaire in the making ain't about facing. If I do, I'm backpedaling, still paper chasing. Pulling up at the light and something made for racing. Close to money, so honeys know to stay adjacent. I play flagrant, you smell me like I sprayed a fragrance. Sales agent flip, short sales in the south. Real estate, homie, I can sell you a house. Your honey head good, I can sell you her mouth. And I ain't talking bricks, cause I can tell you a mouse. You get my energy, Buddha chief. I be praying for my enemies, Buddha chief, Buddha chief. Spread the gospel stream, Buddha chief. 
When you do the impossible, it's Buddha Chief, Buddha Chief. You get my energy, Buddha Chief. I be praying for my enemies, Buddha Chief, Buddha Chief. Spread the gospel, scream Buddha Chief. When you do the impossible, it's Buddha Chief, Buddha Chief. Okay. Seeing our differences and working through them allows us to grow and thrive as a collective. You keep you keep mentioning your Buddha chief members. What is a Buddha chief member? Because I know you are Buddha chief, Buddha chief, but is it like a group as well? So, Buddha chief started as a cannabis brand. So I was I was doing um I was doing like. And like in 2017, I was one of the first, one of the first promotional companies in New York City that was doing events in cannabis-friendly environments, and we was doing like events and stuff, like a consumption lounge type of thing. Um, and from there, uh, I was doing like comedy, poetry, um, adult game nights and stuff. So from there, it grew like my membership actually grew and then when covid happened these same individuals they will call for deliveries you know so when things started to shift in this whole new york market and the legalization and all that kind of stuff my business became impacted and trying to figure out how to keep the brand alive and think about what's next I'm like, why don't I just become the face of the brand? Because people never knew who I was. You know, I wasn't comfortable with putting my image and likeness because the stigma against cannabis. But now, since it's becoming legal, okay. I'm like, what the hell do I got to be afraid of? And my charges were from the late 90s, early 2000s. That's off my record now. You know what I'm saying? So I figured I'd, you know, be the face of the brand. And I have so many different talents. Why not let my membership know about the talents that I have? You know, um, and a lot of my a lot of my members are corporate people, talented people. You know what I'm saying? Nine mm-hmm. to five, some street people and all that kind of stuff. But however, we all are creative and our own athletes. So I just like to keep people involved in um, what I have going on and also to support whatever they have going on. If anybody deserves to be a brand ambassador for a cannabis brand, it would be a black man because so many black men have gone to jail and have had trumped up charges against them and have spent years away from their families. They've missed births, deaths, baby showers, christenings, weddings, you name it. They've had their lives taken away from them. And all of a sudden white men say it's okay. And now they're making millions and millions of dollars. And a lot of these men are still in jail. It is, it is insane what has happened. It's like when, when I was a kid, you know, they would say, if you're black, stay back. If you're brown, stick around. If you're white, you're right. And it really seems to, to set a tone for society because as soon as a white person, and I'm not racist, let me just say that. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not racist, but it is a fact that as soon as a white person finds something to be socially acceptable, it changes the tone. It changes everything. Now, the little kids who are having seizures and were being told, no, keep having seizures, pot is bad. Now these kids are living a better quality (laughs) of life because somebody, some white dude somewhere said, hey, you know what? We might be able to do something with this. And now they're making money. Right. So right. you definitely deserve to be the brand ambassador as a black man and as the person who created the brand. So I'm happy for you. And right, I hope you're right. still, you know, doing something with your cannabis. It would be cool if you could open a dispensary or something. Well, I'm actually going brand. for, I actually applied for the license. So I'm calling awesome. it into existence that oh, um, that my, my company would be one of those that get awarded the license. Well, we're going to put that mm-hmm. out to the universe that it is already done. You have your license and count. Yeah. Count it. That's we're gonna put that out there for you. Thank you. It's crazy because I was gonna ask you about that too because I, you know, me being a 
connoisseur in a, of, of sorts, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard of the Buddha Chief, and, you know what I mean, kind of the brand. So I was going to ask you if you was linked to that brand, but you just answered all the questions for me. So that's what's up. That's dope. Nah, thank you, brother. My mother is 82 years old, and she smokes more than anyone I've ever met, ever. <laughs> so Listen, my grandmother, my grandmother is the original Buddha Chief. Like, she's original. Like, I remember, I remember when I was a kid, and um, she was sitting on her bed, like legs crossed, Indian style. And I came into the room, and like I literally like must have jumped in front of the TV, and I was asking her something, and she's just rocking back and forth, like not even paying me no attention. And then she just got to the point like, just get ahead, whatever you ask me, just get ahead. And now in hindsight, when I think about it, Grandma was in her vibe, she was in her zone because her eyes was low, and she was on the bed just meditating in that position, chilling, vibing out. And here I come, little kid, blowing her high. <laughs> like, go ahead, go ahead. Just go. I have another question. I'm sorry. If you could collaborate with any artist, dead or alive, I like to ask, ask this question. Who would you collaborate with? Where would you hold your concert? And and why would you choose this person? Oh, man. You only get, you only get one, though. Only one. <laughs> And you whether, can pick from the great whether beyond. It be, whether it be solo artist or group, it is, you only get one. You only get one answer. And you can't make up your own group. Like I'm gonna make a group. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> shit. I'm gonna go with my first. What first came to my mind? Um, it would have to be Biggie. It will. It would have to be Biggie. It would have to be Biggie. The whole, the whole and um, we will. We will perform. We perform at Restoration on Fulton Street. No, yeah, no, 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 hold on. We'll perform at Barclays Center. We'll perform at the Barclays Center, downtown Brooklyn. We'll okay. perform at the Barclays Center and have that shit live streaming all across the globe. Now, would yeah, you make that fun. a marijuana-friendly event? Because you, you run course. the show. You can do of it how course. you want to do it. Of course, everybody in there will be burning it down. Of course, right. And you already know, big on stage with it. Every yeah, of course, of course. He was on stage. He was on stage with it. So I always felt, I always felt that um, I never got a chance to 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 meet Big, um, but I know you know a few of Junior Mafia. I always felt that if because when he passed away, I was in uh, I think the tenth grade or something like that. But I feel mm. like if he was accessible in the neighborhood and the person that he was and seeing like what my team was doing back then because i used to be a part of a group as well and if he saw what we was doing he would have put us on he just gave me that vibe and even from some of the people that i met that's associated with him he was big on putting his people on you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. if he was writing and doing what he was doing for junior mafia and I just personally feel like if he was so what me and my team was doing on an independent in an independent level, he would have been like, yo, I'm fucking with them dudes over there because they doing what they need to do and all they just need is a light on them. And plus they from the home team. Right, I just feel right. like Big was Big was that type of person. Yeah, he was he was on Bef on, 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 on the on the Bedford star. Yeah. Buddha, man, were you were you ever signed as a under your last alias or your last name to a label, major label, or, or always independent? As an artist? Not, my, well, I'm formerly known as Vaughn Jeff. Um, I was never signed as an artist, but um, I come from the um, executive side of the music industry. I'm director of a and for Fight Club MTV2, the rap battle show. Yeah. So most mm -hmm. people know me yeah, as Vaughn Jeff, um, the director and all for uh, for Fight Club. Um, but no, I was never I was never signed as an artist. Like music is more so like my hobby, and you know I used to really like ride around doing deliveries, listening to my music, and some people would be like, "Yo, who's that?" And I'd be like, "That's me." They like you just ride around and listen to yourself. They like you do bugging. Like you need to you need to give it a shot, wow. and um. You know, with my last mixtape, this this year actually makes um 10 years since I put out my Count Me In mixtape. And all I did was really, like, I did a couple videos. I put it on SoundCloud, but I never did no marketing and promotion with it. Um, but what I did, um, I submitted it to some music supervisors. And I have several songs um, 
off that project and another uh, project that I had put together um, in, a, in a movie, um, a feature film executive produced by Alicia Keys. Um, it's called Inevitable Defeat of Mr. and Pete. That came out like in 2014, starring Jennifer Hudson, Anthony Mackie, Jeffrey Wright, um, Jordan Spark. You know, um, so, you know, I feel like I look at success as like what you can accomplish, not, not necessarily a monetary amount. So I feel successful in a lot of the things that I've done industry wise, like I set set up goals and it's like a checklist. I've been checking them off. So like right now, I'm actually going to push the count me in mixtape because it's like it's my content. And some of the stuff that I was talking on that mixtape is very relevant to what's happening in society right now. Mm. Mm. So, all of, so to answer your question, all of that was independent. Everything, I, everything I've done up until now. It's independent. Myself, my own dollar, my own vision. You know, I, I hire certain people to do certain things to make the the, the quality professional. Um, and even my old videos, like I always had a standard of quality. You know what I'm saying? Right, so like right. even that Buddha Chief video, like I put some some money into that video. You know, Fred Focus is not cheap. <laughs> you know, but I'm big on quality. Mm. We, we have um, seen Go ahead. Uh, oh, my fault. Now, uh, in Buddha Chief, uh, with the with the with the repeat of the chant, what, now, I mean, I know it's purposeful, but what was the ideal behind that? Oh, um, or what was the, or what, or what was the thought process? Get my energy, uh, Buddha Chief. I'll be praying right. for my enemy, Buddha Chief, Buddha Chief. Right. So, um, like in the background of that song, you can hear me going. Ch -ch -ch -ch. Buddha, right, 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 right. Buddha Chi. So you know Chi, C H I, is energy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you know people that hear that. So prime example, my daughter, she's three years old. She asks me, Daddy, I want Buddha Chief. Daddy, I want to hear Buddha Chief. And she sings. Ch -ch -ch -ch. Ch -ch -ch -ch. So basically, that's like one of those things that it's you a hear. Mantra. It's a mantra, oh, wow. as well as when you when I perform in it, that's what the crowd is going to be calling response. That's what they're going to be saying, and right, the, right, vibe, right. the vibe of that. So for me, that song there is what M E T H O D man was for Meth that put that stamp, that name stamp on mm -hmm. him as an artist. So by the time okay. people really get wind of, like I'm 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 really really pushing get down because of the type of record that it is. But by the time they double back and do their research about Buddha Chief, that's gonna be the name that's gonna be the song to put the stamp on the name Buddha Chief as, and me as an artist. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. It lifts yeah, it yeah. lifts get, the get energy. The Say it again. I, I said it lifts the energy. Thank you, thank you. And I and I appreciate you for recognizing that because that's like the first thing that I said. Like, um, I'm your pusher, got pull, magnetic aura, attracting all the shine. Now I'm lit like auroras, like that's like a, like just attraction, like law of attraction, like you said earlier. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, you know, metaphorically talking about push as far as pushing the butt and everything. I'm your pusher, but I got pull. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right, but right. even lit oh, like aurora. Mm -hmm. most, most people aren't rapping about auroras you know what i'm saying like so many people don't even know what auroras are so it's just like me being kind of a, a little bit of a nerd listening to your music i'm like you just said auroras what you know about it like, like this, this is gold right here <laughs> like oh, I, the way i speak like some people get annoyed with me because i use certain words and to hear somebody using those words and knowing what they mean i'm like I found my people. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I appreciate really you. I appreciate that. Yeah. This is like y'all. I like y'all. I like y'all like energy as a as a, as a team, though. You know, y'all y'all got great energy. You know, what I'm saying the way that y'all ping pong and you know the questions that y'all asking is very relevant. And I'm 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 picky about the interviews that I do because I'm not here for the nonsense. You know, what I'm right. saying I'm not here to talk about celebrities or anybody else is more so about talking about myself and my experience and how I can impact other people you know what I'm saying and the way that we're communicating it's like a dialogue it's not really like an interview style so it's like this is why you know we could go on for hours doing this 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And not even pay attention to the time. So I, I appreciate the energy that y'all actually, the platform that y'all actually bringing. Man. Thank you. Salute, salute to that. Appreciate that, yo. Hey, as a fan of hip hop, man, when I heard that particular song, I thought about. Yo, that's an old school record from Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs, man. It was. That record alone, then Mary took it and flipped it, and now you took it and flipped it. Will we ever see a possible remix or a collab with you and Ed O.G.? So, well, before you go, what does he think about the record? That's what I really want to know. Did he hear it or did you get responses back from him at all about it? So that's definitely in my intentions, right? So I'm big on integrity. So I did reach out to him, right? And let him hear the record. And he likes the record. You know, so even so let me take a little bit further back, right? He sampled from Hamilton Bohannon. Hamilton Bohannon, he he passed away, but his kids control his estate. So with the company that I got on board working on clearing the sample. They reached out to his kids and they said that because there was people that tried to clear this stuff from before me, you know, um, right, right. And they said, well, let us hear the record. So upon hearing the record, they was they gave the green light. They liked the record, you know what I'm saying? Because of the content and what it actually stands for. So that's the green light from the Bohannon side. And I also got the green light from Ed OG side. So, but I'm still going through the process of um, clearing the sample and everything. And it's like, this is beyond me. Like they have to, the, the companies have to do what they need to do to figure out what they got to do on their end. But right. I can't continue to hold this record because tomorrow, God forbid, somebody could be killed. You know what I'm saying? At the, somebody that looked like us doing the killing and killing somebody that looked like us. You know what I'm saying? So the, the dialogue from this record is bigger than just a record you know what i'm saying the conversation has to be had so like i can no longer hold on i can no longer hold on to the record anymore right, you know right. so um so to answer your question yes i do have the green light i do got like um you know the thumbs up for it and everything but um you got the, you got the blessing for it yeah i'm still i'm still i'm still i'm still working it still working it this is a Spitfire Save the Matches exclusive. 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 Every time I breathe is weed, every time I sneeze is weed, I need this weed. Why she wanna be with me? She said I be her piece like Jesus pieces. I got edibles, it's in the Reese's piece. Take a piece. I got gummy bitch, said I'm a teddy bear, come lay with me. I got money here, this shit is everywhere, stay with me. Bitch, I'm booty chief and I got goo with me, don't play with me. This is Gucci, you a booty chief, ask me a leaf, I got some new tree. And I got this bitch, you tryna eat me through my new jeans. Rolling up this dope and this shit tote and it's that we You ain't roll, I told him I can't smoke, that shit ain't Gucci. I just wanna party with my stoners till like two, three. She says she don't smoke, but she can eat it, now she Gucci. I smoke so much weed that I can't see, that mean I'm Gucci. Man, this nigga trippin', he done came in with a Lucy. Man, this nigga trippin', he done came in with a Lucy. Smokin' so much paper, I compare this shit to loose leaf. Rollin' up this dope, this shit is kickin' like it's Bruce Lee. This shit got me trippin', got a nigga feelin' woozy. 
I got different women, skinny dipping in jacuzzi. Backing in the zipper on that Molly, she gon' do me what you need. Two, three, call your friend Susie. You said she was a freak and she was down to make the move. We discuss everything from food to finances. Want in on this? Have a comment or question? Send an email with bio to Spitfire Save Matches at gmail.com. Hashtag unmatched. So I was just going to say, like, with your music and everything, I I know that's an important career for you, but I also kind of see you teaching, but like you teaching teachers. So because the way you rap and your music and your lyrics and everything, you mentioned being a mentor. And I think that you you are a, a person who's good to lead by example. And so you can show these kids, you know, I did this without being violent i did this without selling harmful drugs i did this while being respectful to my my family members i don't degrade women you know and you can lay tracks for 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 a future generation and so i don't know i just think it would be cool if you did like some sort of consulting with you know teachers who deal with people uh, with young people or, or recreation centers and you know just go and like do speeches or, or give speeches and seminars and you can back yourself well that's definitely that's that's definitely the the plan um i forgot to mention i actually um recently received my 501c3 status um 501c3 status and i used to go into the schools and talk uh like just like the teachers or, um, I, I visualized or, it. I visualized you doing it. I literally saw you doing it, and I thought it was something that you should do, but you already do it. So, <laughs> so, so the so the thing is, um, they would have me come and do like career days, and I'm still figuring myself out. So I'm not gonna stand up there in front of the kids and talk like I got it all going and I figured everything out. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather come and do like a mentorship. You know what I'm saying? So exactly like you're saying. And when I started to do like the mentorship program and connect with them, like I tell them from my experiences, but also to connect with them to figure out what is it that you want to do, where you're going, and how can I assist you to get to where you're going? You know what I'm saying? And I was able to connect with them more on that level. So now I feel I have the package. Now I feel I have the package as far as like with my music, with... um the docu-series with the murals that I curated and even incorporating um, some things into fashion. These are like my tools that I use to um, amplify my message and my purpose and connect with them. So I may not connect with you with the music, but when you watch this docu-series, you're going to relate to it some way, somehow. Even if you don't relate with me, you're going to relate with somebody in the docu-series. Or you may just like the murals or you may just like the fashion. Some way, somehow, I'm going to try to get your attention and connect with you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not only just the youth, because like you said, like some of these teachers need mentorship as well. And a a huge disconnection comes from the authoritative figure. Like parents are having problems with their kids. Teachers are having Mm -hmm. problems with students. The police is having problems with civilians. So all around the board, there's just a disconnect. But there's a way to figure this thing out. I don't have all the answers, but... I just know what I'm capable of because I can only speak for myself. Um, We have FJ with a question. Did your childhood shape you into who you are today? Definitely. 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 Um, So as far as my childhood, you know, um, I'm grateful that, you know, my dad is still alive. You know, we speak you know, not as often as I would like to, but my dad wasn't really around growing up. So my moms and my grandmother were like my immediates. Um, my uncles, they were hustlers. My stepfather was a hustler. Um, but I come from that cloth of the real, the village actually raised me. So mm. with my mother being a correction officer, we used to bump heads with me selling weed and her being a correction officer. Mm. So I always, I always was like, kind of like hiding hiding what I'm doing and stuff like that 
And, you know, and that was just like, I never wanted to disappoint her because her whole thing was like, I never want to see you on the other side of those bars. And there was one time that I did get arrested and she ended up coming to the, to the, to the cell because she was still in a job at that time. And she, some way, somehow she found out that I had got arrested. And, you know, the way that made me feel that disappointment that I put on her is like, you know what? I kind of like shifted my way of hustling. But um, I was never into like the gaudy jewelry, the flashy cars and all that kind of stuff. So just me being reserved, that allowed me to, you know, add some time. <laughs> you know, I, I have a line in the song where um, I said, um, other niggas bought rollies, me, I just bought time. And me buying time is not being flashy and, you know, wanting that appeal that come along with hustling and all that kind of stuff like most of my money went to reinvesting into myself reinvesting into my community and reinvesting into my brand you know so who i am now is definitely a testament to who i you know how i was raised and stuff that's a double entendre too because you bought time by not buying those flashy things because a lot of those flashy things can cause people to lose their life so by not buying those things you literally bought time or and or lose that or and or lose time by having to give time, spending time in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I got I got Twitter speaking too. That's why I usually wondering what I was doing. I was reading something. Uh it says, Have there ever been any books that you've read that have helped you through your journey? Um, yes. Um I did some transformation work back in 2016. Um, but some books that's helped me is um, I Am by Howard Falco, uh, A Happy Pocket Full of Money, um, A Black History Reader by Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and I actually just bought that book for my cousin. She's in the um, 11th grade. And I gave her that book because I said, you know, school is teaching you from one perspective, from the DOE mm-hmm. perspective, you know what I'm saying? Um, from the white people's perspective, right, you know, the supremacist right, right. perspective. But here it is, a black scholar. Here's a black scholar that's telling you the same information that they're trying to teach you, but from another perspective. And I just, this was just this week that I had ordered the book for, and she actually got the book now. So like, that's something that I recommend. So these books that I'm stating um, are books that's like self-development books. You know what I'm saying? Oh I'm, in a phase, I'm in the phase of unlearning tradition and re-educating myself. You know, a lot of that stuff that I learned in school, I realized is, nah, that, that, that wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I did things and passed the class and all that kind of stuff, but I never really retained that knowledge. And to some extent, it don't even apply in this real world. So the information and knowledge that I'm gaining now is molding me to even speak like this and speak with this confidence because I'm learning that I don't come from slavery. I'm learning about myself. When they talk about knowledge of self, that's what life is about. You could learn chemistry, mathematics, engineering, whatever it is. If you don't know yourself, (laughs) what's going to happen? Right. You could be a millionaire. Your parents can be wealthy billionaires. But if you don't know yourself and you got all these resources from your parents, that money doesn't even matter. Wealthy people take their lives every day. There you go. There you go. They commit suicide and do all kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't know themselves. That was a bar. Yeah, yeah, but those those are those are a few books that I recommend. Um, there's there's other books that I have read. It's just like not fresh on my mind right have now. Have you ever read The Alchemist? I did. I did read The Alchemist. Um, I also read The Four Agreements. Um, there's another one to The Four Agreements. Um, The Five Agreements. I read. Yeah. Um, I read. I read Prodigy's book. Uh, I was in the middle of reading 50 Cent's book. Yeah. Um, 
I've read quite I a few books. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a reader though. I'm, I'm a reader though. I'm definitely. I like. Yeah, I like. I like to read. Yeah, you sound pretty well versed. Yeah, read a few Donald Goins book. <laughs> I, I always mess up on the second agreement, and, and I told the boys, like, don't take anything personal. I'm like so bad. I'm so bad. No, but it's practice. It's practice because, like, when you, I'm, I'm so, trying though. So one thing about these books that I've read, um, so Happy Pocket Full of Money, and I Am, I read both of those books twice. I'm actually uh, on a third time reading um, I Am because as you go along your journey, it's going to apply different each time that you read it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we evolve every five to seven years as people. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm doing now, my birthday is March 16th. So in, within a couple of days, my birthday would be here. But I'm working towards who I who I intend to be by the time I start approaching my fifties, and I'm working on that from now. Right. So I'm I'm, I'm 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 a very present person, but like what I want to see, I work on it like actively, daily. From a physical standpoint, our bodies regenerate even faster. Like in a matter of months, some of our organs regenerate. So I like to suggest another book to you. It's by Deepak Chopra. It's called Magical Mind, Magical Body. And it is such mm -hmm. a good book because I've dealt with like anxiety and depression. And he mm. talks about how certain things we can do that we can create chemicals in our body that where a doctor would say, here, take this Valium. He said, you can create chemicals in the body with your brain that act as Valium and he talked about how if you bought he called them leukocytes or Luca something that cure cancer and he said but these same chemicals are released when a person goes and gets on a, a ferris wheel or when they get on a roller coaster or when they do something that releases great joy in their body their body releases those same very hormones he said so we have the capability of curing cancers and curing depression and anxiety with our own bodies we just have to know how to use it as a tool and yeah, i'm like yeah, and it's, it's it's a really good book. Again, it's it's magical mind, magical magical body. Magical mind, magical body. I'm gonna check that out. And yours is pocket full of happy pocket full of money. Happy pocket full of money by David Cameron, and um, I am by Howard Falco. I'm gonna grab. And, um, I want to thank you, man. This time, <laughs> we, <laughs> I think we go. We went well over what we probably what you probably thought but it, it, was, it was a dope conversation i'm glad that we finally got this to happen and it was well worth yeah, it so far. and we'll, we'll we'll be back at this again it's not yeah. our first rodeo for yeah. sure for sure man this this is the drop in in the pond y'all y'all know yeah. how you drop something in the pond and it ripples out mm -hmm. this is this is the ripple so right, right. I like this. I like you, the energy. You didn't put something on Sunshine, so so you you gotta come back and, and if she don't do what you asked her to do, then you know, you know. It Reach out for your documentary. I would love to be a part of it. I'm a, um I'm gonna share I'm gonna share the uh the two link because it's it's on my um it's on my uh my YouTube page, but it's unlisted. I'll share it with y'all for y'all to actually take a look at it. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll share it with y'all to take a look at um. And, and honestly, if there's something there that y'all would love to have me back, because that's like a whole nother conversation. So we we started with the record, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, these are different tools that I'm using to market, um, tools that I'm using to market like my whole, uh, you know, my agenda and platform. So I would love to share that with y'all. And like I said, if there's anything that sparks from from watching that, let's let's get back at it again because we it's. It's, it's going to take a collective effort to really get our people, the like-minded ones, on on the same page. You know what I'm saying? And we definitely have a lot of work to do. Where where can um, anybody that's watching and anybody that'll listen to this podcast later uh, find you and find your music and everything? Uh, you can go to my website www.buddhachief.com. That's B-U-D-D-H-A-C-H-I-E-F. Um, and from there you can get uh, my YouTube, my SoundCloud, uh, the streams, um, the streaming platform where the music is on. Um, 
yeah, everything is there. Once you go to the website, you can get my bio and everything. So, yeah, just go straight to the website. My my Instagram is um b u d d h a c h i e f underscore the brand t h e b r a n d. That's my artist page, and you know, feel free to follow my uh, my personal page as well. Um, that's Vaughn Jeff underscore Frank Mick. B-O-N-J-E-F-F underscore F-R-A-N-C-M-I-C-K. Right, man. Like we said, man, anytime you want to come back, man, the door is open, bro. Just just holler, man. It's appreciate y'all. Yeah.